Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm your host, Michael Jin. And I'm Shane Carvalho, your co-host. We have a fun topic for you lined up today, um, and it's a, it's a really important one because you know, as real estate agents, we're always focused on, you know, grinding, trying to grow and scale our business. Um, but, you know, one thing that we sometimes forget is that it's also important to just find balance with our lives, supplementing, you know, the, the, the business and all the, the time we're putting into the business with other things, fun activities, self-care, just to make sure that, you know, we're, we're living the type of life that we want. Yeah, no, I, Totally agree with that. And honestly, this is a topic that I was really interested in talking about because, um, you know, I've known for a long time, like the importance of actually being able to do more than work because you obviously have to be healthy first. And, um, you know, I've always been guilty of working too much. And uh, actually, what really made this a permanent part of my life is that back in like 2005, 2004, 2005, during the boom, the previous real estate boom. Well, we've had a couple of cents. But anyway, it was a really good time in the real estate market. I was a mortgage broker at the time. And um, all I did was worked and I quit all my sports, all my exercise. People were always bringing me food, like was not even eating healthy. And um, I had some serious health issues, put on a lot of weight. Um, got to a point where I was having um, liver issues and... Um, blood like blood panels weren't good and cholesterol like all kinds of bad stuff and um so it kind of it, it became like a like a harsh reality that something needed to change or i wasn't going to survive and so for me it took going to that extreme to actually change things up yeah i mean it it is it is interesting you know sometimes going through going through these like extreme like life events that really forces you to, to create change in your life. Right. Like for me, like I, I didn't really get to the point where like I had those same like health issues, but it was interesting. Cause I feel like, you know, I, when I was growing up, I, I think I was for the longest time, I, I was the type of person that, that very much was like focused on, on business and focused on work. Um, I think that was, that was kind of the, the, the environment that I grew up in. Like my, my parents, immigrated here from, from China. And, you know, they really had to work hard to, you know, make the life that we have today. Um, and I'm, I'm super grateful and thankful, um, to them for that. Um, but you know, that was, that was the, the only example I had gro like growing up is just like, you have to work, work, work. Um, and you know, and it, it, it did ultimately have like a negative impact on me. And, um, I, I mean, I've shared before on this podcast that like, I, I was previously married was married for about five years. I had dated uh, my ex. We had been together for about eighteen years, um, and then we we got we got divorced. And you know, upon reflecting on you know the various reasons why, like you know, one of the things I realized was, you know, a lot of the times was I I kept on like I, I, my my focus wasn't on the marriage. It wasn't on the relationship. It was focused on you know, building, building the business, trying to be successful in my career. Um, and I wasn't doing the other things I needed to, to make sure that I was growing holistically. Um, you know, and I shared on another podcast that we did previously, I think it was, might've been with Jeff Fargo, where I talk about the importance of, you know, growing, uh, <laughs> the importance of growing by eating pies, right? 
Um, and it's not like the sweet pies um, that we eat, but it's it stands for like growing physically, growing intellectually, growing emotionally, and growing spiritually. And that's something I learned like going through my divorce and like recovering from that was that like I wasn't growing in any one of those ways. I was just focused on growing, <laughs> on just working in business, right? Um, but I realized that like the importance of growing yourself holistically means that you're filling yourself up, right? And I think what, one thing I realized was that I couldn't give any more to anything else. Like I couldn't give to the marriage. I couldn't give to anything because I wasn't filling myself up. Um, and that was like a valuable lesson that I learned um, through that process. Yeah, well, yeah, and you hear that constantly that you got to, you know, put on the oxygen mask first before you can, you know, help anyone else. But honestly, you got to put it on to help yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, you just we don't. Um, yeah, we get super focused on like for me, it was just so career driven and um, just business is really good. And uh, just hadn't, you know, had recently it was it was new, right? I was in the process of getting married at the time and everything. And it would that life was new to me. I was used to being on my own and just getting after it and making room for someone in your life in the heat of a market like that um, was something that I didn't really, I don't know, I guess know how to do or take, you know, take the accountability. And um, I think the stress of, you know, personal life as well as obviously just running hard with the business um, and just neglecting my health, it just, it all snowballed. And so really like, what helped me is, I mean, I guess they always talk about, you know, you don't really get it or it doesn't really happen until you hit rock bottom. And um, being at the doctor's office one day um, when they were actually, you know, doing this liver scan that they had to do, I think that was probably the third or fourth time I had gone in for that, but they were checking it like once a month. It was just, it just, it was absolutely just horrible. I mean, like literally not being able to go upstairs. Like it was just, it was getting really bad. And so um, they sent me to a medical diet, this place here that it's like a medical diet place. And um, that was life-changing. I mean, I got my first 20 pounds off and then a good friend of mine um, got me into boxing. And so I started going to a, this professional boxing, boxing gym. I wasn't going to be a professional boxer. I was just training with them. They had classes and stuff for workouts and stuff. And so, started training and boxing and a combination of the diet and the boxing. Um, I actually lost, uh, 80 pounds, uh, in about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, I promised myself once I took the weight off that I would never, you know, let myself go or be like that again. And so I made yeah. like, for me, it was a morning routine. Um, you know, everybody, you know, has, everybody's different when they can exercise or when they can do what they need to do. Yeah. Um, for the longest time until recently, all these gurus would preach morning routine, morning routine, morning routine. And in the last year, you've seen people backtracking from that and saying, no, no, you do you, you know, which um, I was always hard on people because like, I'm, I mean, I guess you have to decide to be a morning person, but decide or not decide. I'm a freaking, I'm a morning person. Like my only quiet time each day is, you know, from five 30 in the morning to eight 30 in the morning. That's the time that I try to do me, you know, exercise, breakfast, um, you know, I'm not really one to meditate, but kind of sit there and kind of go over your goals and stuff and your affirmations and, um, you know, just kind of just ease into your, your day, just get your routine, get all, you know, get going and then just kind of ease your way into your day. 
and so for me, it's been, you know, a morning routine. Um, how about for yourself? I, I think it's also like, I like starting off my morning, um, with kind of what, what a little bit of what you talked about is, you know, I, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not big on meditation either. Um, I've tried meditating. It's, it's really not for me, but what I do enjoy in the morning is just a short period of, um, practicing gratitude. Um, and just kind of reflecting on, you know, all the positives that are going on, because if you really take the time to, to pause and reflect, you, no matter what situation you're in, like, I'm willing to bet there is something that you can be grateful for, even if it's just, Hey, you know, I woke up this morning and like, you know, thank you. Thank you, God, because I can, you know, I can breathe this fresh air this morning. Right. Because a lot of people might not even be able to say that. Um, right. heck I know, like, yeah, you know, I've, I've been to China and I've been to Beijing, their pollution and their smog is horrible. So yeah. they might not be able to do that. Like we have it here in the States. Um, so I like to start my morning just with a gratitude practice. And then me being kind of the engineer, I, there's something very satisfying about being able to check off the box. Um, and so one thing that I've ha found helpful for myself is I'd like to lay out like, you know, the things that I need to do for the day. Um, and then just work through that. Um, and, and I think that that actually helps me to get very organized and just make sure that like, I can think about everything that, that, that needs to be done and prioritize accordingly. Do you do that on a notepad? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I tried doing it before on like my computer and, um, you know, I, I'm all about like new school stuff, but for some reason, when it comes to to-do lists, there's just, you know, something a lot more effective for me about writing it old school on a right so i've been getting away from that because i've been trying to use this electronic one we have and you could see i haven't been keeping up with it it just hasn't been good i, I don't know about you I, I wonder for me if it's something about like the the tactile like like the the memory of like actually taking the time to write it out like i feel like there's some kind of connection that's made with my brain that allows me to kind of remember it better than if i'm just typing it on well they computer. say there is i mean scientifically they say there is there's also that satisfaction of crossing it off yeah like digitally it's just not as exciting um but i uh yeah i need to i really like i guess for me what's been hard is that i had this whole i don't know if i ever told you about this herniated disc in my neck a few years ago mm -hmm. and it really affected my right side i'm right-handed so it's interesting i really didn't write good before but even though I recovered from that, like there's still just like my writing, it's, it's horrible. Like it's hard to like write and read it. Like I can't read my own writing after. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I've been, that's one of the reasons I was looking at trying to be more digital, but it's like, I really need to just slow down, take a deep breath and continue to write it. Cause it, it works for me, yeah. um, but I got to do it daily. It used to be the daily thing and that thing would live on my desk and everybody knew about that. And then, you know, I tried to be more techie and you know me um, but yeah, as far as, you know, the other thing you're talking about, like with gratitude and stuff, like for me, that's something that you know, I usually do at night. Um, I mean, it makes sense in the morning. You're obviously grateful to have woken up. But I mean, for me, I, I do have like a gratitude journal and um, that is something that you know, I practice at night. No, I, I think that's that that's really great. And I think like, yeah, to, to your point earlier, like it doesn't matter, like whether you're a morning person, an evening person, um, when you do some of these practices, I think the important thing is that like you do take the time to, to do it because I think it, uh, it adds, 
you know, we, we, we kind of live in a society, like, especially here in, in California and in the Bay area, it's like the, the impulse and the mindset is just to move and to move and to move. Um, especially here being in Silicon Valley, it's just like, yeah, run that rat race. Um, and I think oftentimes we get so busy, like we don't take the time to pause and doing things like gratitude, whether you do in the morning or in the evening, it, it forces you to take the time to pause. And I think pausing is good because it helps us to reflect. It helps us to be, and I think through reflection, we become more like self-aware. And I think that helps you to like, helps us as individuals to, to grow and to get better. No, totally. I want to go back to something earlier that you said, because I'm curious, because you made a, you made a comment that, you know, like, you know, with your previous marriage, like it was, you know, kind of happened through the period of the mar- where the market was booming. Right. And you, like, you found it hard to balance, like having somebody else in your life with, you know, the market booming, like, what do you feel like your attention was like really focused on at that point? Like what really drove you, what made it hard for you to like throw somebody else into the equation? I didn't know how to not be working. I didn't know how to not be on the phone. I didn't, I didn't know how to actually sit back and relax and breathe, you know? So there was no, it was pedal to the metal. There was like no slowing down. And, um, so it was weird. I was like, I was uncomfortable if I wasn't working, I was kind of lost. Do you feel like that was driven a lot by like, in, in like, your your mindset do you feel like your mindset at the time because like was being driven by just like what wanting to chase after the dollar to some degree or what well yeah i mean coming out of college um you know like just getting the opportunity um it was funny because obviously pre-inflation my big goal you know coming out of high school or out of college was to uh, make a hundred thousand dollars in a year that was a Mm -hmm. lot back then Remember, I'm a little older than you, but um, I was really like, I don't know. We were just taught to be focused, to be successful. You know, one of my best friends, his brother-in-law was a lender for Bank of America and he just, he crushed it. He he dressed nice. He drove this BMW, you know, it's like, it was that image. And, you know, being in your twenties, that's, you know, obviously now things are different where I'm at in life and my experience, but it's, you know, that shiny, that whole shiny lifestyle was exciting. And um, what's interesting is that once I got into it, um, within a handful of years, and I'm not really one to share too much with numbers and stuff, but, you know, within a handful of years, I mean, I was making over six figures in a month. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that just, um, that just, life just changed. Like, money's never changed me or who I am. Like, I've always been generous, humble, hardworking. Like, like the, the person that I am has never changed because of that, but that hunger and thirst for success um that that's what's hard to slow down is that you know so it's like when you build that momentum it's like pedal to the metal and um like just like in high school they don't teach you about credit or budgeting money or anything like that they definitely don't teach you about balance right like balance of life like we're getting educated right to go get a job to go make money like they're there isn't a lot of talk um, like, for instance, like there's different gurus over the years that talk about you need to have all the like, like, for instance, there's a wheel on the wall behind me, right? Yeah. Like, like each handle represents 
like work, you know, spirituality, you know, health, like family, right? So it's like, you've probably seen that before. There's the spokes of the wheel or there's people make these little graphs or whatever. Well, nobody really taught me that. And so you just, I don't know, like with me, I just kind of go with it. So I, I just, I went with the momentum of the business and then I just didn't know how to not be, because that became so, I became so accustomed to that, that what we would do, which I did really enjoy is that I would work really hard, but then I would take time off and go on vacation, which is kind of shocking because I did that more back then than I do now. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, part of it obviously was obviously being that affluent and not having, you know, so many businesses and not having, you know, a child or anything. I mean, there was just, it was just different back then when you're, you know, young and, and you don't really have any overhead and you're making that kind of income, um, you're investing and doing everything else, but there's still money left over to really, you know, enjoy. And so it just, it was a different time. Um, but yeah, love Hawaii and different places I travel to. And uh, I believed in taking a, a good vacation every quarter. Yeah, that was the goal, taking at least a week every quarter. It wouldn't always balance out to being on the quarter. It might be a couple right. in the summer or whatever, but right. But yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> you, you kind of opened a can of worms with the whole uh, educational system there with me. Cause I, I, I mean, I totally agree. Like, I mean, when you talk about like education and degrees, I'm, you know, not to brag. I just feel like I'm probably, I could probably put myself up there with the best, like, and, but it's, it's interesting. Like if I think back and reflect now, I'm like, you know, how many of those AP courses that I took in high school, right. Or how many of those like degrees that I have, and I have quite a few of them, like, were helpful, like <laughs> not n none really like, you know, Hey, yeah, I took AP chemistry and I took AP calculus. Do I ever use it these days? No. And like, it is one thing that I wish, I mean, we're getting a lot off topic, but like, I, it is one of those things I wish like our educational system here would like focus on a little bit more is like really teaching those life skills. Like when you're starting off. Cause I, I mean, I, I see it with kids now here in the Bay area too, where it's like, all they do is like, okay, I got to load up on AP classes. I got to do like 10 AP classes by the time I hit high school or some ridiculous thing like that. And then it's like, well, once you get into the real world, what are, what are the more important skills? It's not how many class, how many AP classes did you take? It's not, um, you know, it's not how many degrees you have. It's, can you relate to people? Are you self-aware enough to be able to understand your emotions? um, understand why you're feeling that way, understand, you know, how to manage your emotions, right. And manage other people's emotions, life skills, how to manage your money. And it's just like, we don't teach enough of that. And I, you know, I, <laughs> I worry about, you know, how that's going to impact us going forward as a society. Yeah. And that is, that is scary. And I mean, just also just for the record, I mean, obviously you super educated yourself. I actually dropped out and took a great job up in Seattle. And, um, I just, you know, like lower division college was great, learned a lot, but upper division was a lot of long lectures on theory and such and not on practice. And I just couldn't hang with that. Um, yeah. I, my education for myself was <clears throat> a lot of reading. I'm a fast reader and I love to read. And then of course now with audible, it's been a little different cause you can listen to books too. But, um, but what I was going to say though, is that you know, the, you know, growing up in school and everything, they equated education to a paycheck. And that's not the case. I mean, you know, like I dropped out and I probably, you know, make a lot more income than people that have multiple degrees. And um, 
you know, it just is not to knock the education system, but it's just, you're seeing it now more and more that it's finally not being preached as, Hey, you need school. Cause I believe in like, you know, as one of like the life balances or, you know, we're referring to today, I think you need to, you know, also, you know, work your mind, whether it's college or reading or, you know, whatever, like, I think it's important to, you know, absorb as much as you can and become as knowledgeable as you can. Um, but I just, you know, I'm glad that, you know, society's finally realizing that it's not the one size fits all college, right? Like it's like, I have a broker's license, right? A real estate license. I have a general contractor's license. I mean, these are vocational things, right? Where you go study for that and you need that to do what you do. I'm all about that. I'm happy to do that. Um, I think like, obviously, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a lawyer, like there, I feel like there's a lot of things out there that require education. And um, I just, I think that, you know, if you know what you want to do, then obviously, you know, commit to it and go all in on getting educated for that. But I don't know. I think at some point the whole education system might change. I think that, you know, if people can start getting routed towards where they want to go and if they don't know where they want to go, then maybe they pause on education until they do know where they want to go. But anyway, I'm getting way off subject. I, uh, I just uh, wanted to share based on what you said, because I think it's important. Well, and I think it's, it's, um, it's one thing I want, I do want to relate back to this topic of like balancing your life. And I think it's like one of the key skills that I wish I had learned sooner. Um, and that like, I, I think it's important for anyone, regardless of what industry you're in or whatever, is the ability to stay curious and to just be curious. You know, I, it's, I feel like, you know, growing up for me, it's like, yeah, you take all these classes, you're, you're taught to just solve like problems. You give a problem, you do the math equations behind it and you come up with a solution, right? But it doesn't really teach you how to be curious, how to ask engaging questions. And I think that's something that is probably going to be more important to, to anyone um, to be successful in their life um, and in their business is to be curious, be curious about yourself, be curious about the people around you. Be curious about, you know, how you think about things and see like how, how you can improve upon that. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. I, uh, I guess you know, circling back to, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it is, it does relate. We could go pretty deep with all these topics, but, you know, circling back to like the whole thing with balance. I mean, I kind of touched on vacation and such, and, um, you know, it's, sometimes people talk about, well, you know, financially, it just, it's so expensive to travel and everything. I mean, it doesn't have to be no fancy, expensive trip. Like I'm perfectly fine with just going on a road trip somewhere, you know, and just staying, you know what I mean? Like people don't realize like, well, I guess people do realize, but I'm just saying a lot of people don't realize just how much there is to, to do and see, you know, in our state, in our surrounding states. I mean, you know, and, and, vacation doesn't need to be even traveling far like just spending some time you know here at a beach house or something you know or camping or whatever it just you just need to be able to get your brain to disconnect i mean maybe if it's even visiting family in another place yeah you know like it's always fun to visit family and then while you're visiting family take some time to do some fun stuff or do some different things um one thing i like to do is like on these conferences you know, when I can, these conferences are in these great places. I'll take a couple extra days, you know, like, yeah. you know, like for instance, I mean, not that Vegas is like a vacation destination, but like, 
like what we did in after the conference last year. You know, we took a couple of days to just for some R and R there in Vegas. I mean, I know Vegas is not really what you think about for R and R, but but it was nice to get some food. You know, some good food, hang out, have some fun, take it easy, watch some football. Um, just like you know, going to Florida, like I won't be able to on this trip, but a lot of times, you know, I'll spend a couple extra days there and do stuff. So, you know, like I got to go to shareholders in May. Yeah, that's in Orlando. It's at a nice yeah. resort. You know, last year when I went, I took a couple of days afterwards to kind of explore a little more because over the years, like the real estate events have always been focused on Disney World or in Disney World, and I really hadn't been outside of that much. So it was nice to. I wouldn't complain about that, man. With, well, with a conference at Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> you reminded saying, me who I'm talking to. You reminded me who I'm talking to. But no, I'm, I'm not hating on Disney, just for the record. <laughs> I don't want everybody to like unfollow me now. But no, I just, what I'm saying though, is it was, because you know, I like to get to know different areas too. And so it's nice to know that there's life outside of Disney when you're in Florida. <laughs> there's life outside of Disney? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. For me, if I go to Orlando, it's it's all about Disney. But I mean, it it, it is important. I think I, I like that. I like that trick that that you mentioned is like when you go somewhere for a conference, like yeah, extend out a couple of days. Again, it goes back to just being curious. Like there's there's so much to learn about a city or a new environment that you're in that goes beyond of just you being inside of a hotel room. Um, and you know, the other thing is like yeah, I mean, outside of outside of like making the time to like take vacations and stuff. Like when we talk about balance of your life, it could also be very simple things that you can do on a day to day basis. Like for me, one thing I'm horrible about is getting up out of my seat and chair here because I'm always so focused on just like being in front of my laptop and working away. But there is something. So I'm really thankful for my little dog Sesame, you know, cause he needs to take you know, potty breaks three, four times a day. And it's, it's actually, it's really helpful. Like it interrupts your pattern throughout the day where you're just so focused on the screen and it forces me to like, get up, take the time. Even if it's like 10, 15, 20 minutes, go outside and take a walk, you know? And it's like, don't bring your phone. Right. Cause that, that'll, that won't bring balance to your life when you're taking a, taking a walk, but don't bring your phone, just take 10 minutes and just go out, get some fresh air. And like, I found that's been super helpful. It allows me to like refocus. It allows me to stop thinking about work. And think about something else, maybe something that brings me joy, like Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to remember next time to be careful when I mention Disney and how I handle <laughs> saying or talking about Disney. No, I agree with you. Like leaving the phones behind, that's something I need to detach more from. And um, I really do enjoy it. Some people think I love being on the phone day and night, but it becomes a habit. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the other thing that's unhealthy with time wasted is you know, lately, because we've been doing more stuff with social media, it's like you get on there to check stuff and then you find yourself surfing. And uh, that's like the biggest waste of time for me. And um, it's a time suck. And I feel like sometimes it gets a lot of control. Um, too much curiosity there. <laughs> Got to tame that curiosity. But yeah, that's not good. That's not good for the whole balance. Um, so yeah, no, no devices and getting some fresh air. That's that's smart. Um yeah, like when I'm getting my exercise in the morning and stuff, my phones are on DND and, you know, I won't check anything um, really unless I'm trying to make sure my kid's out of bed for school or something. But I try to just focus on non-electronic gadgets of any kind. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's super important like in like to kind of slowly develop like these habits over time, right? I think it's 
it's interesting because like when I think about like business and we talk about like investing and whatnot, like it, it's super clear, like, you know, you, you put in an investment today and everything that you do today helps you kind of build um, who you want to be like tomorrow, a year from now, five years from now. Right. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting because I feel like sometimes we don't apply the same principles when it comes to like other things in our life that really bring balance, right? Like the things you do today, whether it's, you know, making sure you get in that workout, whether it's 30 minutes or 60 minutes, right? Making sure you um, cut things out of our, your diet that are, you know, like caffeine or carbs or things that could hurt you. Um, you know, we sometimes forget that like those small actions that we take today could have a big impact on us like a year, five years, 10 years down the road. My dad always had this saying, he, he told me this, this saying, and it's kind of stuck with me. He's like, you know, the things that you're doing in your twenties, this was, this was a while ago. I'm not in my twenties anymore, but the things you do in your twenties, like to your body and your mind, like influence how you're going to feel when you're in your thirties. Right. And it's the same, like the things that you do when you're in your thirties, whether it's diet, exercise, whatever it is, is going to impact how you're going to feel and who you're going to be in your forties. And so that's, that's kind of a mindset that, you know, I've learned from him that I'm applying to my life today. Yeah, no, those are wise words. And obviously we would all love to be able to go back and do it again, right? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. If I had a time machine, I, I would absolutely do that again. But, you know, I think it's it's like for those listening, like if you haven't done it, like don't beat yourself up. Like I, I you know, there are things like for myself also, I wish I could go back and, and redo. But then there's also the side of me that has realized like, hey, um, do I really want to? Like maybe not because there are experiences that I have learned through the process of making those mistakes that I would never go back and trade for, for a chance to redo. Right. Because it's, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes and you know, it isn't the way that I wanted to handle it at the time, but it's like you, I I've learned so much from it. I've grown so much from it and it influences and impacts like who I am today and what I'm doing now to you know make myself better going forward. yeah and and there's something to be said about the experiences not being regrets but being experiences that build you and um it's i think it was actually looking back i think when there's been a couple moments and i think after the divorce that was that was one big one and i think after the real estate market crash i mean those were two moments where i think i was really hard on myself and i didn't realize that you know, some of the failures or some of the challenges, you know, were part of what you need to go through or experiences that, you know, educate you, give you more knowledge, um, make you stronger. Um, just they really just round who you are and um, they're like stepping stones to being your best yeah. self. Yeah. And like you have to go down that path before those things happened. There was this assumption that we had to perform in perfection. Like you can't make bad decisions or make mistakes. You can't mess things up. You know, it's like, it was almost like if you mess things up, you got to start over type of thing. And um, yeah, I don't know, without going too deep here, it just, uh, I'm just glad that, you know, I was ready in my thirties when that happened, but I'm glad I got to the point where I could accept the experiences, the mistakes, whatever, and learn from them and quit having so much regret because yeah. the regret was a killer the regret that like your mind spins like my mind would not stop spinning 
until I accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. You it, like focusing on regret, like it, yeah, you start digging a, a hole in a trench for yourself that sometimes you, it's so hard to get out of. Should have, I could have, yeah, why didn't I? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was right there. Heck, I still do that sometimes with you. Like recently I've like, there's been a couple situations where I've been like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? It's life, man. You know, <laughs> now it takes, now it takes me less time to get to that acceptance point. Um, none of us are perfect. Even with all the experience we have, we'll all go down those, you know, downward spirals at times mentally. It's just human nature. Right. But, um, I feel like this prepares you or arms you to be better each time. You know? Oh, absolutely. And it, it's, it's, it's that process. Yeah. We're never going to be perfect. Like we're emotional beings like we're going to react emotionally, but you know, it's, it's one thing I've started to learn is, you know, how, like to your point, like how do you respond when you do like, when you do make a mistake or you do like, you know, react emotionally to something and like going, I want to circle back and probably wrap up with what we talked about at the beginning, which is, you know, taking the time to reflect and doing gratitude. But then the other thing that I also find important is like, and I do this at the end of the day is kind of recap, you know, my checklist at the end of the day, um, which is like, okay, so this is what I had planned. How did I do according to that? Um, did I check off everything? If I didn't like, okay, what happened there? Um, and I think it's that mind just, that mindset shift is super impactful. Like rather than beating myself up for, by saying, okay, oh shoot, I didn't do like these things that I said I was going to do. The mindset shift of like, okay, I didn't do it. Like, why didn't I do it? Um, and what, what stopped me and what can I do better if this situation were to come up next time? And I think taking the time to reflect on that kind of arms you and helps you build. Um, so that next time you face a, a similar situation, you can you kind of have that that training that tool the the skill set and the tools to like say okay let me pause for a second this happened before um, how did I respond to it last time why did I do that and then what can I do differently this time no totally agreed and I mean how about the guilt of missing a workout you know yeah. like I there's nothing it's just so frustrating especially like for me because I love exercise I love to work out I love to play sports it's that's a painful one. <clears throat> you know, like tonight I got to fly. I'm going to miss my soccer game. You know, I'm really bummed about that, but like, there's just, there's not, it's just, it, it is. I just got to yeah. not lose sleep over it. Just accept it and move on. You know, there'll be another yeah. game on Sunday. You yeah. Know? So. Um, I mean, I, I, this has been, I think just a great, great topic um, and great conversation. And I, you know, hopefully, you know, for those listening out there, you found like some, some helpful mindsets, some um, encouragement, um, as you're kind of going through your own journeys right now. Um, so as we wrap up, Shane, like anything else you, you want to share? Um, I think that just to recap is that you don't have, like, you don't have to fall into like somebody else's routine. You just have to create your own routine. And I know this word, whether we're talking business, whether we're talking about consistency, that word always comes up. You just have to build something you can be consistent with. You know, like if you really want to include, you know, going to the gym in in your life, like if that's part of what you want to do, then commit to X amount of days. And if you're just starting brand new and you haven't been doing it, then be easy on yourself. Be like, oh, I'm going to go once a week. I mean, just whatever you're going to set that's going to be your routine and your balance. Don't be too hard on yourself and try to set up something realistic that you can actually stay engaged yeah. in some sort of schedule. Because 
if you have an unrealistic schedule, then you're going to miss like half of it. And it's just, it's not even going to be a routine. So, um, and uh, yeah. And, and don't worry about people that say it has to be in the morning. Cause I mean, like I said, I'm a strong morning person, but you know, some people choose not to be morning people and that is a choice. I'm going to leave you off with that. Michael being a morning person is a choice. It, it, it absolutely is a choice. And I think like it's, and I'll, I'll close with this thought is just like, it is important to like, to experiment, to, to figure out what works best for you. And it's okay that like, you know, if you think you're a morning person and you try to do something in the morning and you find yourself not being able to do it, Hey, maybe you're just not a morning person, but oh, that is, that is complete BS. No, that is not why I will disagree with you, but that's fine. We're going to agree to disagree. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like, you can choose to do something else, I guess is, is, is my point, right? Like you, but can, you have you can, it, but it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. You can, you, yeah, you can like, and maybe your choice is then to, to try to do it in the evening. Like, I guess my point is like, try, try, try to do what you like. You set goals for yourself and try to execute towards them and like yeah. try and fail fast i think is what i'm trying to get to that's a good like, point and if like, you're not sure maybe well, i i guess what you're trying to say is that if you do it in the morning and it just isn't feeling right then maybe try doing it in the evening and try doing it in the evening like figure out what works for you and i think right. it's 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 a learning process right and you learn a little bit more about yourself what really works for you versus what you think in your head might work for you and then you you start learning more about yourself too, and that might also influence how you make future choices and decisions. I like that. I like that. Well, and my last thing is, even though I hate this bike, the Peloton, yeah, I am on it at least three to four times a week. So any of anybody out there listening, if you do have a Peloton, DM me so we can connect, so we can there challenge each other, because <laughs> the competitive nature makes me love it. So. Please reach out if you do have a Peloton and let me know what your handle is so that we can, uh, you know, connect on there. Just be ready for our competition. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us on uh, today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. Um, we appreciate your support and we'll catch you on the next episode. 